And welcome to another VeagleCast, Season 2, Episode 2. Today we actually have time to just kind of chat and talk about what we've been up to in the end of 2023, what we're excited for in 2024, some GSOC. And so, what have we been up to in 2023? And by we, I mean mostly Jason, Robert, and Ayush, because I've been away for a while. Oh man, lots of new hardware, that's for sure. Maybe not all of it is yet public, but lots of it. I, I wouldn't even know, but I, I you know, this, we're coming back around to uh, GSOC. I guess, you know, if you said we're going to review 2023, maybe I should take that in and think about it a little bit, what I did in 2023 personally. GSOC is always a big highlight for me every year. In 2023, we had some really cool GSOC projects. One that I was really excited about is the one that Ayush worked on, which was moving the Gray Bus host or G Bridge, right? So the, the, the ability to kind of go from Gray Bus over arbitrary transports, in our case, uh, 802.15.4G um, between Beagle Play and Beagle Connect Freedom firmware. Yeah, his stuff got mainlined, the gray bus stuff, so for linuxkernel.org. Yeah, it's available in 6.7, uh, some patches in 6.8. What, now that the gray bus Beagle Play driver is now in mainline, as we try to get all our ecosystem to use that directly, are, have we fully replaced everything that our hack together BCF serial driver could do like firmware loads and all the fun stuff with that CC1352. If you want to talk about its capabilities. I think we have all the functionality that was with the GBRIT setup. Yeah, I think everything is there, but there is a lot of things we actually need to do to make things somewhat better since now we have a firmware that needs updating. Like previously it was kind of static. Okay, you had one version and that was fine. But now we continuously need to update the firmware on CC1352 as well. So there are some things to look there. But functionality-wise, most everything that was present before is there. Although many things were not present before as there's that. So what's what's the reason why you need to have constant firmware updates now? So for starters, there, there are some things we would like to add to the firmware. That is like networking support other than Grabus. So you can use the sub gigahertz is present in CC1352 from Linux. That's something we want. Then there is like, we had to change some stuff from the original implementation because it was not spec compliant and needed updates. So things like that will probably pop up again. And currently you need to like reboot and then flash and then reboot again. So. That's not exactly ideal. And I guess there's always the question of the the flasher also not being able to be merged, right? Yeah, I did open a PR to the upstream, whatever PSL flasher it is. And I haven't exactly got any response yet. So we might just have to maintain our call for the time being. Yeah, and we can we can certainly maintain our fork. I think getting it into a module now, so it's actually in PyPy for the flasher. So you could just pip install the flasher, and and now it's in the requirements for Zephyr. And I think we're working on getting that cleaned up, right? So like when you do when you do flashing from from Zephyr, right, you'll automatically when you install the SDK and everything get the flasher pulled in. But yeah, the, that that need to unload the driver in order to reflash it, right, is really a, a pain. And that you know, having the the firmware itself manage the flashing gives us a lot of capability to kind of keep it keep it in line and up to date, right? So the driver version 
against the the running version of the the code and and potentially you know trigger trigger an update right so keeping those versions between the firmware and the driver completely in line and not relying on extra user space applications to perform the the flashing is going to be really nice yeah and grebus already has like a concept of version i mean there is only one version of spec and all so it's not particularly used right now but it's already present yeah this is something we can probably tease but you know the gray bus demo is going to be something that we are going to feature at the meta world with uh, beagle play and uh, beagle connect freedom so that's going to be exciting to see yeah i would i would not want anybody to miss out on beagle at embedded world right you're talking about teasing embedded world i think we're going to have a lot going on there yeah i think it's yeah. a it's going to be a big one this year but yeah nuremberg messe if you're able to attend or there's going to be videos i'm sure that will uh, will will both post and from from third party media too. So a lot of lot of fun announcements this year. Yeah, I'm just trying to get everything upstream, so everything is much more reproducible by the time that happens. Like people can also try it out themselves without needing some kind of specific commit version and all that. And I guess Next. you can kind of mention you've you've rebranded uh, git.beagle.org to uh, to open Beagle now, so that's that's where everything is is hosted for the most part, right? Yeah, absolutely. A little easier to remember and type. And so I think uh, now we have a mission. It it really came down to the documentation. There's been so much work in the documentation the last year. So it's crossed a thousand pages, much like the thousand users that our Discord has crossed. So lots and lots of work on the, the documentation, continuing to get it restructured and pretty and organized, updating the documentation for the old boards and everything to, to, to fall in line, as well as like making a pattern easy to follow for, for new boards. Lots of more just kind of uh, details about why certain things were done in the designs and how to use more of the different features, including the gray bus feature on Beagle Play plus Beagle Connect Freedom is now updated and, and, and they're going to be cleaned up. But yeah, moving to Open Beagle means you just kind of refer to Open Beagle as our, our GitLab server instead of calling it GitLab and, and confusing people. Is the big the big point of confusion was when we talk about the Beagle GitLab, it's like, well, GitLab is GitLab.com, right? So now it's just the Open Beagle, right? So that's the that's ours is Open Beagle. So big focus across the board on usability, would that be fair to say? And usability and collaboration, right? Right, making it easier for people to uh, kind of change the direction of the project, right? Keep it moving in a way that suits them. You know, for them to to kind of you know fix the the, the potholes and and certainly make it easier for people to get started and, and move forward faster, right? So yeah, documentation is king for us. And right before this, we were talking about the the Discord. I guess Robert, do you wanna do you wanna chip in about that? Because there's there's been a lot of traffic on the Discord. Like Jason mentioned, you know, we crossed a thousand members. A lot of lot of interesting talks going on. Lots of lots of people talking about the Risk Five boards. Lots of Yocto. Kind of interesting directions the community is is taking all by itself. Yeah, especially on Discord, we're seeing a lot of people that they haven't posted before. We got new users. They're asking questions that haven't actually been asked on the forum before too. So it's it's bringing in another side of community users and a lot of them are sticking around too and actually answering questions too so that's been awesome so it's kind of it's nice and easy for people to sign up post and make comments yeah the forum of course still not going away anytime soon that's very much still still a good reference and that's where you know you'll find a lot of the kind of searchability stuff but But a lot of a lot of times 
a lot of times, especially on the forum, people will be, they might not feel they want to write a post. And so they'll just go to Discord and ask a quick question. So we're seeing a lot of that, yep, especially from the new users. Not quite ready to ask questions, but yeah, that's you kind of give them two options. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Um, and I mean, you know, speaking of teasing things, giveaways sometime soon for, or for crossing thousand members. You know, we keep talking about embedding little secrets into this conversation for people to, for giveaways of the, uh, but nobody's organized that. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I think we definitely need to do some celebration about having thousand discord users now, you know, do we have any live interaction? Could we do something with somebody now? Could we send them like a Beagle five fire? I mean, Beagle five fire has just been a, a, a huge success. For us, I think tons of people interested in FPGA development in Risk Five, right? But I think you know Beagle Five Fire is a Beagle Play and a Beagle Connect Freedom, right? I think would all be great giveaways for some of the new users on on, on Discord. So, yeah, happy to do that, Andre. You just say who and how. Well, all right, so we'll we'll organize it for for next episode. We'll have a call on Discord right before to let everyone know to join. We'll have we'll have a couple a couple of hidden codes throughout the. We'll, we'll drop in throughout the, the stream and then, you know, people can can redeem those on the forum or something like that or email us at all. Yeah, maybe we could do a couple levels of indirection, make sure people actually read the documentation and give us some 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 feedback. Right. So we can <laughs> go from here to the documentation site and back again. Yep. The, 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 the hidden secret is on page 26 of the, you know, legal play <laughs> intro guide. It's actually hidden as white text behind you know you got to inspect element yeah you know, yeah you'd actually have to bring up the source on open beagle how about that there you go so that's that's definitely an idea otherwise any developments with with beagle v fire beagle 5 that you want to talk about anything on beagle play that you want that i guess you're you still want done in 2024 because we're still we're very close still to that gpu enablement still not quite there i think there's there's still been patches right robert that we're, we're seeing trickling in as you was looking at the source 6.8 RC1 just launched or was released. And I think, yeah. So the Beagle V headboard EMC micro SD actually went mainline as a 6.8 RC1. So our first RISC-V board um, mainline should basically boot now to the micro SD card or EMMC. That's so that's kind of big development. I know on the microchip side, we still need to, there's a couple changes before we can push that main line. A lot of the guys at microchip are also helping us with that, but so that's still to come. Uh, the biggest news of 6.8 RC1 is the GPU driver for the Beagle Play is now officially mainline. We've been playing with it for the last month in the 4Next branch, but yeah, the GPU driver for the Beagle Play is mainline as of this week. Nice. So do we have any images that just boot to the to the mainline Mesa driver? We have an image with everything but Mesa. It's it's still on 6.7 with the 4NX this week. I'm going to switch it to 6.8. But we have on Open Beagle, we have a daily or hourly uh, CI build. So users mm -hmm. can add the Mesa driver to their their build. And the so so part of the okay, we do so many infrastructure things, right? So we kind of set up a, 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 a if you're familiar with the Ubuntu kind of ecosystem, something like a PPA, but basically a private uh, package repository setup using Open Open Beagle and some of the, the the page publishing. So we've been doing so like Mesa with the CI builds, right? You can actually point to that, and, and other people users can actually set up package feeds like that. Of their own, so that, you know, and, and using all that 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 build infrastructure, so they can monitor the the the, the upstream. Hard to 
kind of simplify that enough for people. I feel like you need some some diagrams, but it's 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 pretty cool. I don't know if we can share the URL, but like if you wanted to pull down the Mesa as it is, not like get a image. Yeah, so, so you can you can grab the that that Mesa snapshot build from from right there. Right, so put just, that into your sources.list and and then and then install the 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 Mesa driver using the open source. So so you can you can you can run the open source GPU code now with this, but hopefully we'll we'll shift the images. Right, I think we just need a newer kernel in the images. I've been running the 6.6 on my own Beagle plays. I've been running build root and 6.6 mainline pure vanilla, mostly because I want to clean up. Uh, I want to try to get some stuff set up to clean up the the microbus patches and 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 because Vaishnav hasn't really been following that uh, pushing those, right? So I want to get the the all the the stuff that we currently have out of tree um, really cleaned up in the builder image so I can make my, my my mainline submissions for those, right? But builder runs on vanilla mainline like really really easy. It just on Beagle Play, right? It's nice. It's really nice. And right, so pulling in the Mesa there would probably be pretty easy too. Yeah. So they they usually lag a little bit. They're on stable release. Like so, twenty four dot just went RC one or it might be RC two. So build root might pull that in. That has the new driver. So you just have to patch their their build file. And so twenty four dot RC one RC two has our imagination driver. There'll be more changes on 24.1, which is what our builder runs against. So it always does master of Mesa. But that, that's the other th- good thing. Over two weeks ago, with the help of lots of help from Nisha, Nishan, the Beagle Play is now on mainline U-Boot. As soon as RC1 hits, and I think Tom is probably planning within a month or two, the Beagle Bone AI64 will also be on mainline U-Boot. So... Now, for all existing users, it'll still use Extel config, so you're not. It won't break your older installs. That's pretty much the distro default that U-Boot is going anyways. So it's really easy just update U-Boot on those boards. And, and one of the that- and one of the cool features that just got pushed to the Beagle Play actually just this week was DFU mode over USB on mainline U-Boot. I know there's been a lot of people in the forums in Discord asking about DFU mode with some of the TI older U-Boot versions and some sometimes it's kind of hard to figure out which one worked or not now just mainline u-boot beagle play supports dfu mode so you can have no micro sd card plugged in hold the button plug in usb dfu boot yeah and, yeah and i i have this very difficult to explain aversion to serial and jtag so i've been in the process of bootload uh, of documenting uh, bootloading without any serial port, right? So, like updating the bootloader and and, and doing that without having serial, which I, I don't know that a lot of like deeply embedded folks would really understand. But like, I think it's just like having to break out a serial cable for you know for certain users can be pretty intimidating. And you know, we have this nice feature with the USB where we can you know, power and act as a, a USB device, right? So using things like the DFU mode. And so, you know, cleaning up that experience so people really never have to touch a, a serial cable on, on Beagle Play, you know, something that I'm, I'm striving for. And then one of the cooler developments for, for me is, is mainline support in Zephyr for Beagle Play, right? So, you know, one of the things that really a lot of people use Beagle Ball in Black for was just a 
super powered microcontroller, like, you know, hyper performance microcontroller. And really you can do that same thing with, with Beagle Play with quad core A53s in, 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 in Zephyr, right? And, and Zephyr, it's not maybe what a lot of people would consider bare metal and, 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 you know, a super loop type of programming, but you can absolutely do that because it just gives you kind of enough of a, a C library and kind of an infrastructure to, you, you could essentially treat it largely as, as a bare metal, but you, know, you can also choose to pull in drivers and pull in other little features as you want to, right? You don't necessarily have to bring in the scheduler you know, or different features of, of Zephyr. So it's really scalable. Is it really, you know, pure bare metal by some people's definition? Maybe not, but like you really can take complete control over over it that way, right? So, you know, getting the, the bootloader document documented and getting, you know, the Zephyr mainline stuff, right? So you can just treat it as a hyper-performant microcontroller. BeagleBoard platform is also in upstream Zephyr now, so it should be easier as well. And remind me, Robert, for U-Boot, is there is there GPU support for that yet? Does it? So that's where the fun, and, you know, we talk about GSOC, there's one that might be kind of fun for someone. So the the display engine on the Beagle Play is in mainline U-Boot. The encoder we use from ITE is not. So someone will need to take the ITE drive bridge driver from Linux and port that to a U-Boot. And we could have essentially a U-Boot GUI on startup on the Beagle Play. So we could actually implement a BIOS if you really wanted to, or some kind of UEFI thing. So we are, that is, would be a good GSOC project where you pull in, because U-Boot pulls in a lot of Linux drivers for different features. And a lot of it's just figuring out, hooking it up to the infrastructure of U-Boot. But yeah. we could have a, we could have a simple boot splash experience on the Beagle Play where you loads up U-Boot, shows a prompt, and no serial. I think some folks are already using Grub on on AM62. I think so. Right. I think there's a lot of potential for us to just use. I mean, the distro boot stuff is cool, but once you have EFI, you know, I think the the tools for Grub, you know, might be a little bit more comfortable for for people than well. The Grub still uses U-Boot, so yeah, uh, yeah. Or, yeah. So you still need right, but you just once it. you boot into Grub, right? I mean, so then you just kind of manage all your your boot configurations and everything from 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 Grub, right? So yep. U-Boot's responsibility is just to run the the Grub EFI binary. Yep, and Grub would still need to initialize, or U-Boot would still need to initialize the display for Grub to visually show it to, and pass it as a UFI or However, does does you put support like PXC boot? It has its own version of it. Yep. Its own version of it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And that's so tied they're... that's tied into their distro boot by default. So usually on U boot, it'll be all the internal devices, USB, and then downfalls the PXC or Pixie boot. So I think right now, and so on mainline U boot, we'll have to see an RC one, but Ethernet is broken on the Beagle Play. And there's been a couple guys at TI working on that. So maybe by RC1, we'll have that fixed. But then PXE boot will also work on the play. Yep, I've been seeing the Jiras in the background. <laughs> yep, yep. On the Vingo Play, we have an interesting MDIO configuration. So what happens when it's one of the first devices and we're testing it. So we chose wrong. It's uh, it's it's surprising for, you know, just for, for the board designers out there. It's always it's always the bootstrap resistors that are, you know, an issue with with Nix, so yep. You could have as many meetings as possible. It'll st- until you build a board, you won't realize you messed it up. 
Yeah, it's always just delay strapping. But yeah, I think that's that's definitely a, the GSOC project that's going to be worth worth plugging. They'll be in the in the show notes. We'll have the the actual GSOC page, and I think there's already project suggestions there, Jason. Right? Yeah. So we we have all the the old suggestions from 2023. There's a, I started a collection of of new project suggestions for 2024. Ideas, proposal templates, kind of getting started guides. You know, a set of of, of you know tasks for people to do. I think uh, we're making. Uh, building a Zephyr image instead of simply cross-compiling or making building a Zephyr image as a embedded environment kind of a, a requirement. You know, I think we we might do some more with with both Zephyr and Linux, right? Just to make sure that people have um, those skills. But of course, you come onto the Discord and we'll help you kind of complete those preliminary tasks. And uh, you know, yeah. Uh, the big debate is: Is it better to use the forum or Open Beagle as the kind of the the registry for all the you know, the getting started documentation for GSOC as well as the idea pages? So, I mean, that's something we're going to resolve very quickly because the 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 org application period has already started. So, you know, we're going to get that done here really quick. But there's a little bit of duplication, right? So we're moving away from the eLinux wiki um, into our own infrastructure. So it's kind of one less tool for people to learn. Um, a lot of the, the new guys don't seem to know wikis as well, plus just having to manage another account. So yeah, I don't know if any of you want to weigh in on forum versus, you know, merge requests for idea and proposal submittal. I think the nice thing about doing the merge requests, at least for the proposals, is you can make a nice pretty PDF uh, that you can submit to Google. You know, so the, in the end, right, you submit a, a document in PDF for your project proposal, right? So if you if you do that through your markdown or in the into the into OpenBeagle, right? We're using Sphinx to do rendering of that into a, a PDF. So you can just download that PDF and submit it to Google with all the review items from mentors. So for project proposals, almost definitely we're moving to OpenBeagle for submitting project proposals. And and but the you know we want to try to make it easy for people to submit ideas. So right now the forum is where there's ideas coming in and I'll probably stick to that, but there's some there's some desire from some folks to move it over to to open beagle so it's probably not a bad thoughts? idea for people to kind of just throw ideas at the forum just in the sense of not necessarily something that they would work on themselves but just the hey this would be a nice to have and then for people yeah. that are actually going to work and do you know actually merge requests then it would be nice to actually have it on open beagle because i think at that point you're also having them show that they have some basic git knowledge to put the request in in the first place so you know, and it's, either way, yeah. it's a learning experience, but that you know is useful. So mentioned of, that. Go ahead, Ayush. Yeah. Uh, so Deepak also mentioned that it will give the new potential uh, GSOC participants like some experience with doing things for their project, and it's always nice to have documentation for what people work in GSOC. And, and one of the big things with that infrastructure too is the students will have access to all the CI, so that way they don't have to have you know, the greatest stuff around them. They could work from anywhere and we got the build farm for them. So, and merge requests, I feel like are one of those things that are really scary the first time you do it. Cause like what you're putting your mm -hmm. code into someone else's project, but then, you know, once it, once, you know, you, you get comments, you get feedback, you make changes. And then once it gets approved, it's kind of a wonderful feeling of, wow, you know, part of this kind of thing. So, yeah. So, so right now go to the forum, you know, there's a bunch of, there's ideas and it's a growing list of ideas and, 
And we'll be doing some moderating of ideas related to that, right? And, and they'll be interested uh, mentors, right? Just, you know, we're, we're going to try to filter through things that will actually be good GSOC project ideas versus things I did over my summer vacation ideas, which are not good GSOC ideas. And, and get those cleaned up, right? So yeah, that proposal template, like I said, is going to move over to the, the that'll move over to the open beagle, right? So that, 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 that message there will be migrating, but the ideas will, will be there, right? So this is streaming some of the sub gigahertz communications mechanisms. And then, um, yeah, so you can see some of the weekly progress reports there, but we're going to try to re reduce the total number of collaboration tools We'll be using Discord, which for kind of the live chat, which I'm not I'm not a big fan of Discord, but a lot of people like it. He loves it. He just said he loves it. That's all I'm hearing. He just wants everyone I, back in IRC. That's all he wants. I, I like open. I don't understand why an open project is using a, a proprietary tool. And it's, it's sticking uh, around firewalls. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is fully web based. We can do better, and 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 so that's an open call for people to help us at least log it, right? So that the that Google can find it. I mean, we're putting a firewall between the the collaboration information and the internet, right? So this is not the way the open internet is supposed to work. Discord should die an ugly death, ugly, painful, visible explosive death so there's Maybe another gsoc idea help us implement a beagle discord that is fully open for all the websites i mean there's zulip there's 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 all sorts of matrix which you know we had a horrible time trying to set up our matrix server and uh, and, and get that running in a usable way i mean i get it they're making money they're motivated to make it easy to use but when I'm using our Discord server and it's giving me advertisement to pay for like little logo things, I don't know. I'm old and crotchety. Live with it. I, 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 Discord offends my sensibilities. So, I and I like to like rant. So, Zulip. what's that, Ayush? I personally like Zulip more than Discord. But I mean, both of them are better than. Yeah, I Matrix just... is just hard to configure and use. I mean, I, I like the concept of. of Real federation, but the amount of trolls and bots that I've encountered in even like the KD matrix and all that has been like they have to then log the channel and then kick people off. And it has happened like in real time a lot in my experience at least. You know how there's there's Linus rants for the kernel. We can we'll have Jason rants for Beagle. We'll make this a weekly thing. <laughs> that'll 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 be our that'll be our shorts, our, our debut shorts. It's just a weekly thing. No. Hey, it's a oh, the Beagle Board is sponsoring. You're talking about different events coming up. The Open Hardware Summit. I'm, I'm just moving away from my rant as, as quickly as possible. Uh, so the Open Hardware Summit Board is the, the lanyard sponsor for the event. It is May um, 3rd and 4th at uh, Concordia University. I believe that's in Montreal, Canada. So Quebec, excellent opportunity to brush up on your 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 français so I, I think that's just one of the coolest events you know of the year right this is the open hardware summit you know right up there with the the, the hackaday supercon and uh, you know embedded world is going to be pretty awesome awesome too but if you're really into open i think you got to care about not just open source software but open source hardware and and the, the 
the open hardware summit is a great place to kind of meet people that that that, that care about that as well. And uh, and more and more of it's going into the 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 chip level stuff, right? And I think that's a lot of fun, right? Especially now with with people having an FPGA board. And, you know, I think one of the more affordable FPGA boards out there. I think uh, it gets to to be. An interesting point of collaboration, right? Now we're not limited to collaborating just in the uh, software space, right? We can actually collaborate in, in in hardware too. So, are you going to be there in person, Jason? Are you going to? That's the plan, and you know, can't guarantee it. That's the plan. That's the plan. Sounds good. Well, as it draws closer, I'm sure we'll we'll make another announcement about it. But that's exciting. I want to be. I want to be. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Sounds good. And then we we have been talking about it, but you know we might we'll we'll look at opportunities for things like Maker Fair and and others throughout the year. So I'm sure there'll there'll be a lot of a lot of Beagle out there this year. So I mean, recently we had some presence at uh, Maker Fair Hyderabad, right? So Deepak was out there, right? So really growing that connection to the community uh, in India right now. So really excited about all the things that 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 Deepak and crew are doing over there. So you know bring in more engagement with Ayush, for example. But I think that uh, there's really a lot more going on there. And I'm, I'm sad Deepak isn't here with us today. Yeah, we couldn't make it today, but he'll he'll be here in two weeks next time. We he'll be here next time. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a great episode. Good good wrap up, I guess, of, of 2023. Lots of exciting things in 2024. We will be back in exactly two weeks. We're keeping to the schedule this time. So we're looking forward to it. Are you, what, what you hiding there, Jason? Ooh. I don't know. How much can I... The edge of a port. Ooh. What could that be? Can't describe it, right? But that's going to come in 2024. For the audio-only listeners, it's it's a rectangular (laughs) board of some form in in black. Yeah. All right. Well, see you all in two weeks, and thanks for watching.